Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Uncaged. Welcome inside Tigers Uncaged. This is the podcast all about your medicine hat tigers. Your medicine hat tigers. And as of we're recording, still first place in the Central Division. But man, is it becoming a very tight race mm-hmm. as the Red Deer Rebels really right on our heels. Yep. Yep. They're close. So close that I'm now with my WHL package. Only been watching Tiger games when they're away. Mm-hmm. I've now dived in. To watching the Red Deer Rebels, hoping yeah. that they lose. Checking out some uh, some Rebels content. <laughs> well, they uh, they dropped one in in a shootout just the other day to to Prince Albert to kick off their road trip. Yeah, I was watching that. So. I mean, that was I mean Prince Albert did everything that they could except get the two points in regulation. Yep. Yep. One time they had a two nothing lead. They had a three one lead. The goaltender there, I apologize, I'm Max not Hildebrand was playing. Just phenomenal because I think Red Deer had close to 49, 47 saves. They, they had a lot of shots. <laughs> a lot of and, shots. Uh, and to think that Prince Albert could have iced it with an empty net goal. Yeah. And the dude fell down, and then the puck comes the other way. Kalen Lynn scores. Uh, so Red Deer gets a point. All told, Tigers still two points up going into this weekend. A big weekend. I mean, you're you're going up against the number one team in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. of the Saskatoon Blades, a team that a lot of WHL fans are talking about. Also the top team in the CHL. That's true. They are number one there, and yeah. they're very good at home as well. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a test for the Tigers, a test that I think is needed because mm-hmm. the Tigers playing some really good hockey. They looked really good against – I shouldn't say really good. They look good against Moose Jaw. Saturday night, yep. they looked a lot better than what they did Friday night. But, hey, to get three out of four points against the Warriors, that is a huge accomplishment Yeah, for that's team. a big job done, right? Yeah. That's a really big job. Um, you mentioned how good Saskatoon has been at home this year. They have 19 wins in 21 games at home. That's what I thought. Like, they've, <laughs> they've been unstoppable at home. They've gotten points in 20 of 21 home games. Uh, so... They're taking the home ice advantage to a, a different level, so it's not going to be easy, right? No. Um, they're going to need the biggest thing when you're playing Saskatoon. You need to have depth because they can roll matchups and different combos at you at home where they get last change. So if you don't have that ability on the road, you need to be deep. You need everyone going because everyone's going to have to pick up extra responsibility like you already do on the road, but it's amplified more when you play a team like Saskatoon. It's very interesting because I remember when we played them earlier this year and I got a chance, you were on holidays, but I talked to Mm -hmm. Scott Robin, friend of the show, and uh, the way that he was telling me about this team, it just reminds me that these two are very similar, Mm -hmm. just Saskatoon may be two years ahead of the Tigers. Like where we see the Tigers yeah. in two years, I think is where Saskatoon is right now. I uh, yeah yeah you could say something to that effect. I suppose it's it's so hard to know for sure, right? Um, but I think Saskatoon just flow flew under the radar at the start of the year. They returned a lot of players, but there wasn't a ton of hype around them, like Mooshaw, for example, um, just because of the Matejuk, Jaeger, and Furkus kind of connection that Mooshaw has, but. I mean, Igor Sidorov's really, really good. He scores a lot of goals in Saskatoon. Uh, Tanner Mullendyke, for you know the, the sake of an injury, might have actually been on Team Canada as well uh, at the World Juniors. They, they got players up and down the lineup. They add Alexander Suzdalev, 
who played in huge, Regina last year. Huge addition there, Fraser Minton. Adding adding depth, right? Yeah. And and layers to their team. So uh, I do think though the Tigers can give them a run. I do they, too. They seem to find a way to to always at least be one shot away late in games. Yep. It'll be tough against Saskatoon, and then you have a tight turn against what Prince Albert it is the next or. Yeah, Prince yep. Albert the next night. I was going to say that or Brandon, but go to PA the next night after. Um, but, yeah, it should be it should be a really good game between yeah. them and the I'm looking forward to it. If you're listening to this on the Friday, looking forward to the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, Ric Flair once said, to be the man, mm-hmm. you got to beat the man. If everyone is talking about Saskatoon, yep. you got to beat them, they'll start talking about you. Right. Well, it's it's just big points in general, right? It is. Because I mean, you know, at this point, every game right now, you want those points, especially with a team like Red Deer, who's playing some good hockey. That's right. Hot on your tails. So that's that's the thing. Even if you even if you only pick up a single, obviously it'll be frustrating to not have two points. But if you go to extra time and and you lose an overtime or a shootout, I mean, you, you chisel out points when you can. That's that's important at this time of year to just tack on and and try and build, right? So, uh, and and also to think that this team. Already at, at quite the point total compared to last season. Like it's been quite the turnaround. So you got to k- kind of remember where this team, this Tigers team, has come from and where they're going too. So well, very true. Hey, we have uh, a really awesome podcast today. We're gonna talk to Gino here. We'll uh, we'll talk about the games that were in Moose Jaw. They were some heavy games. There's a lot of good hockey. Yeah. This past yep. weekend against the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, and then fan of the show listens every week, mm-hmm. but for the first time ever, assistant coach. Josh Mazer. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's uh, every year we add one more member of staff to the to the podcast, right? That's true. Kind of started sure. with, Watch out, Mickey. Well, I was going to say Mickey Lanik's about the only one that's left. Yeah, that or or the owners. I mean, I really don't know where how much further up we can go, but. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to to talk to Josh, and it's a, actually a really good conversation. I Just, mean, doing some homework, I had no idea, and I don't know why I knew about. Th- I didn't know about this because I went to a lot of games in the year that he played. Mm-hmm. But Josh Mazer played for the Medicine Tigers for one year. Yep, yeah, ninety nine two thousand, I think, was the season. Yeah, um, but was here with with Bowmeister and and Hallwig, Ben Thompson. Uh, Brett Scheffelmeyer. Yeah. Like, so we'll kind of pick his brain on that. Uh, also, that also been either playing for or sharing a bench with some phenomenal coaches. Yes. Yeah. That's there's a lot of impressive names that he's played for, and well, it, it's a it's amazing how, especially at junior hockey as a player, you have no idea where everyone's going to end up. True. But then you look back 20 years later, like we will with Josh, and you start to realize, well, played with so and so who's now here and there over there, and. They're doing this. It's kind of cool to see where everyone kind of ends up. Yeah, it's a great conversation. But uh, Gino's going to join us momentarily. Tigers Uncaged. Power Bar, good friends, at Windsor Plywood. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boys! It's Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends, Windsor Plywood. They're the experts you need to know. Hey, careful, Gino. <laughs> careful. Gino almost, already punched the microphone in studio. Almost <laughs> clapped the mic right off of the stand. 
Hi, Gino. Hello, friends. How are we today? Welcome to this week's podcast, Gino. What episode is this? Like 18. 18 of this year. Man, we got we got a lot we got lots to get through. We got a lot of episodes left Still too. Still got a couple months. Well, I mean, this sure. is where uh, it starts getting real exciting. It gets pretty muddy. Yeah. Yeah. What a weekend true. for the Medicine Hat Tigers. The home and home against Moose Jaw. Let's start Friday night in Moose Jaw. You posted a video of uh, the warm ups that you usually do. Yes. I was kind of worried about that crowd, Moose Jaw. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of red empty seats there. Didn't look good. Well, but it, once the game started. They all showed up. Yes, they showed it was, up. It was one of their best crowds of the year, I believe, if James Gallo reported that correctly to us on Saturday when yeah, he look, came. Ended up being good. Uh, no, it, it's Moose Jaw's kind of like Mad Hat. I love my favorite city in Saskatchewan. Not every other city in Saskatchewan can kick rocks. <laughs> like like the heaviest, ugliest, dirtiest rocks sure, ever. Sure, sure. Uh, that was a little overkill. No, but that's no, okay. no, no. Don't have to edit that. Um <laughs> But yeah, I love I loves me some Moose I love me some Rat Mad Greek, and I love that rink. I, it's simple, it's perfect, and you know what? I think if they can get to that second round of the playoffs and potentially a third, depending on their matchups, I think that place is gonna be a rocking barn. I like they actually. You would admire Jesse that when they score, they do turn the lights out, uh, but their yeah. strobe lights yeah, like yeah. Strobe. I do enjoy the strobe lights. That, that was okay. That, so, like, so that you could still see a little something. But yeah. I have a place. soft spot for every time they put like a spotlight on the winner. Like Lethbridge oh, does yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. But we don't have someone upstairs doing the spotlight Just during the game. Out the spotlight, yeah. Well, but I do enjoy when you score. You put the spotlight on that person sure. and give them their flowers. Sure. It's like, hey, look, you scored. You're a star. Congrats. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of that Friday game, you would have used that a lot because there yeah. were a lot of well, goals. Well, you could have just pointed at Zach Zahara, right? <laughs> yeah, true. How good was he in that first period, though? Oh, I think, yeah, this team will get to it. Could have had two points, got one. Could have easily got none Yeah. if he doesn't make the paddle save. He doesn't make that paddle save. I don't think. I think the Tigers are taking two of four instead of three of four this week, this past weekend. I I truly do, but maybe I know don't know something that somebody else will tell later. Saying, "Oh, we had we had them right where we want them." <laughs> yeah, we gave up twenty five to ten. Yeah, yeah. Although they chiseled another four shots there at the end of the period, which I wasn't a big fan of. Right. So like, no, you didn't have twenty nine shots. No, that's okay. It boosts uh, Zach's numbers a little bit. It didn't though, well, because it ended up because he ended up with the. Goals of Gates, and it was like he had an 888. I was like, this isn't fair. Right. That's a really good 888. Yeah, I think it ended up at the end because what it was like four or five goals allowed on 52 or something ends up being like a 902. It ends up being all right. Um, but he was he was what you really needed in a game like that because you you really just have to hang on a lot against Moose Hold Jaw, on to that right? monster. They, just, they, they keep coming in waves similar to Portland. This play with so much speed, and it's just wave after wave. And as a goaltender, it might not look pretty on the stat line, but to to just make a couple big stops and keep your team around. Um, I mean, the Tigers' offense was opportunistic both Friday and Saturday, but Friday they were getting outplayed and didn't have a shot to seven out, for Moose Jaw. They were outgunned for the longest time. And still like, found a way to leave the first with a lead, which is pretty good. They had a lead after 40. Yeah. Because they yeah. locked down the second. Their second was really good in that game. Like, right. They didn't do a lot in the second. Like I mean, they again, it was like Jagger and Furcus and Savoy. They just kept coming and coming. And Braden Sherman, I, I went at wit's end from that from about the middle point of the broadcast on Friday to the end of the game on Saturday. How good he's been for yeah. Moose Jaw. And Marco Leary even said it that you're not supposed to play favorites, but 
he's our favorite. He was good. He was really good. It's also frustrating when you go into a game like that and you don't get a power play. Like that's that's it's hard because and Mooster only had two. And both teams would have obviously liked more, considering both teams are excellent on the power play. Uh, but for the Tigers not to have any, and that's it's been a big calling card of this team this year. Still find a way to chisel out a point. I don't know. It's good. It's Is a- there some history between uh, Parsons and Brenton? <laughs> no, they're just two twenty-year-olds. 57 seconds into Friday night and then right off the hop Saturday night as well. I just didn't I, know if yeah. there's some bad blood there that No, I think that was um without I I think there was some conversation that it seemed like a bit of a tone setter. There was a tone setter that everybody knew that it was going to happen. Two big 20-year-olds never going to play each other again unless it's a playoff round after the weekend. I think it was just Kate, we're doing this. Yeah. We're setting the tone. That's where fighting can belong in this game till the end of time. And I yep. think I said that on the broadcast. So maybe they talk afterwards like, yeah, we're going to rematch on Saturday. <laughs> we'll probably yeah. say, doing it again. We're running it back. Yeah. Then you, then, hey, maybe there's a Moose Jaw uh, Tigers round three. And that's the, like, you know what? It's we're just like start a box. every game like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's either Parsons or Corbet. What are you? <laughs> yeah. That would Take actually be. How good was that fight with Bernate Corbet against yeah, Ryan on Saturday? Corbet's was, was good. Great. I like that. But Corbet's I, was more fueled out of passion yeah. and, and frustration with one another. Yeah. Where, like, the Parsons Brenton one, it definitely was like a tone setting. Yeah, let's just go. I mean, yeah. both crowds loved it to start the game. Oh, the, oh yeah. The sure. noise in both buildings was just electric. Uh, so going back to Friday, yes, uh, I mean, the first 10 minutes of that game, Friday night in Moose Jaw, was all Tigers. They were up 3 nothing. Like mm-hmm. I think they had three shots, three goals or something. Uh, like I was 3 on 4. 3 on 4. Hot and start. I'm like, whoa, Gavin already rule. two, yep. and we're halfway done the first. I was like, this could be a big one for Gav. But, like we said with Moose Jaw, the firepower that they have, they're almost like the Tigers in that they're so offensive heavy that you can never count out Moose Jaw regardless of what the score is. Yeah. Well, the whole time I'm thinking, all this, like, if they could have gone three rip into the second, I'm thinking, okay, you might have them here tonight. Mm-hmm. They scored two. I'm like, oh, boy, here we come. Yeah. Yeah, how important, was really good how important is that man to his team? Yeah. I know the MVP might go to Ferkus or Jagger for like an NHL or sorry, right. a WHL vote. Yep. But D-Man of the Year right now might be Denton Matejo. Oh, he's he's been so, like, yeah, how so do you good. not, at like, least if you're nominating, like, no. oh, the thing is, he might not be the so-called best defenseman in that that division. Right. With like Molendyke up in Saskatoon and things like that. But sure. He sure he checked a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, he was. I think the last every time we see him, he's good. The last goal he scored, maybe that's the only one that I think Zahara should have had because there wasn't much on it and kind of caught him going the other way. Right. But yeah, the Ferkus and Jaeger, yeah, they all got points, but they weren't being their true selves in that game. It was Matejuk that brought everybody in. And to the Tigers' credit, on Saturday they kind of adjusted. I found and and yes, it didn't feel like there was a lot of grade A for for Matejuk, which is rare because, I mean, he he's the defenseman to your point, Jesse. Like, he he just adds another layer of offense from the blue line where you'll look and all of a sudden he's behind the net in the ozone. You're yeah, like, what <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what are you doing down? How did you end up down there? And uh, Tigers adjusted well, but isn't that game on Friday just a nice? thought of what could be like a, an overtime game in the playoffs with five on five and just go to the next goal scored with those two types of teams. I feel like the, if you go to that scenario, don't tempt me, 
that either that game either ends in the first thirty five seconds mm-hmm. or it goes all night. And you could see both teams trading chances because yeah. Jackson Unger got a lot better as that game went on. He was on. really yes. good. Yeah, like he after, was shaky at first. After a terrible start, I mean, give credit where it's due. Jackson Unger was really good from you know the midway mark of that first period on, and Zach Zahara, I mean, was getting tested like crazy. Who who's to say that wouldn't have been an absolute classic? You know, going into overtime and how long that could have gone. How right? fun would that series be? Would be oh, yeah, awesome. That would be, that would be top notch hockey for like a second round if it gets there. But you look at the other two that Jackson let in after that first period, right? Drew Krebs takes a shot from the point. Mm-hmm. He, he, didn't both, see it. he didn't see it. There's like three people in front of him, right? Yeah. And then you look at that goal that the Tigers score with what eleven seconds left. That was just an incredible basher going through everyone. Yeah. I'm gonna do a cross ice. Here's one Shane time. Smith. One time empty net. Yeah. There's no way. There's the one ball. time Dent Matechuk wasn't on the ice. Right, yeah. And I'm looking like, it's funny because in the booth, it, there, you've got some runway. It's a long booth in the spot because it's cut off by walls. And at this point, when they scored to make it 5 4, I'm like, well, not ideal. We'll and see. so Matechuk yeah. wasn't on. I don't think so. Because if I'd he's have to not, look back. the question is why. I don't he's think he was because Brenton like- was back. And. All of a sudden, I, I, because I, I started here, like the booth here. I know I'm. This is podcast form, but I'm here, and I literally like start like walking because they they enter. I'm like, and I saw Smith out of the corner of my eye. I was like, yeah, they forgot about him, lost him, yeah, and all of a sudden, and I ended up at the other him. side of the booth. By the time they scored, I was right next to the PA announcer when I called the goal. Yeah, it was super wild. That is. Uh... Man, quite the game, top to bottom. Well, I, I mean, had people texting me. When uh, Denton scores that goal, what, 22 seconds yeah. left? Uh, there was a couple F-bombs. Uh, I was a little angry. I was about to turn it off. My wife then joined me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, Tiger scored, and mm-hmm. she even lost it. Like that, It was so exciting just to be – I can only imagine what Shane Smith felt like. Yeah, it's big goal, man. Huge goal because now you know that this crazy game – you're at least walking out with a point. That's where my mind would go. Yeah. Obviously, you want to win, but what an incredible back and forth game that it was. Yeah. That I'm sitting there and it's like we're getting at least a point out mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the overtime. In my mind, the overtime was all Tigers. Like the Tigers yes, controlled they did very the well in overtime. A lot in overtime. They just couldn't seal the deal. Yeah. And then when you go to the shootout, uh, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the Tigers that I I've seen in previous. No, shootouts. that that didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, well, it, but again, you walk out with the it's point. Gonna it's, gonna, mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So my total crapshoot. My my ruling there is, you do another five minutes of overtime. It w- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like just to think if those two teams were to, because uh, I mean every game they play is is tight, right? Yeah. And it, it. Well, they went no, to, at no point has there been a third period where teams like just kind of coasted in the final ten minutes of the game. Like no. it just doesn't I've happen. Always with been these if two we're teams. doing three on three, I've always been under like let's do a ten minute overtime. Because yes. then you're, you're, you're someone's pretty gonna win. much sure that it's going to win. Yeah, you it hope should so. win, right? You'd Ten minutes, so. three on three. You know, in the World Juniors, it never lasts, right? Right. Like, yeah. I look, because the year before, uh, went to a shootout, went to overtime. Both games in Moose, or one game in Moose Jaw, one game in Manhattan last year. Mm. Two overtime games in Moose. So the odds are next year, when you roll out the schedule, it's probably a good game to circle. Probably yeah. Going, probably going overtime. Yeah, it would be uh, a good one to watch, and and Saturday was no different. Saturday was that was, was really good too. Oh, close to forty two hundred fans. Yeah, that's awesome. Co-op place. Shout out Tiger fans. And I mean, it, all for a SpongeBob jersey. But yeah, we talked about I'm that in. Red Deer one having like playoff vibes. Yep. 
God, I can feel the electricity for the, for that game. Like that felt like it was uh, it was a big time game, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of fans that were excited for that game, and rightfully so, right? I mean, I think it it helps. It always seems to after the the Christmas break when when people you know maybe are watching the World Juniors and they hear about some of these names, and then all of a sudden you realize that Jagger, Matejchuk, and Savoy are in town, and I mean Jagger Furkus then was called over and was in Sweden and so now all these guys are in your building and it that helps a little bit. And then but. also by that point we're we're going into Saturday. Were they on a nine game winning streak? Uh they I think they had it was It was like, eleven of tw- or twelve of thirteen yeah, games. They absurd. had not lost a game with Matt Savoy in the lineup either. Okay. Right. So they were on a, a streak anyway. There's so I think that entices yeah. a little bit too where people are like, ooh, I mean this this team's on a heater. Team's pretty good. Yeah. And Tigers played that well. Tigers showed that they can hang. Yeah, their defensive end was cleaned up a lot. Yeah, based off of you know the conversations that they'd had with with some people around the team, and you know just kind of listening to some of the sound bites after Friday, and the, a lot of the thought was that the defensive zone just wasn't taken care of enough uh, in Moose Jaw, and then for Saturday, the D zone really got cleaned up, and it created the transition offense for this team that they needed to to really start driving play again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I look at the difference in how Moose Jaw defends to how, say, a team like like Swift defends. And and Swift, they, they send their wingers out higher, they pressure the defensemen, and they kind of force the Tigers to try and play down low. Whereas Moose Jaw, like I said to Eugenio a couple times, I was like, man, I can't believe how, how passive Moose Jaw was at 5-on-5. Yeah. Five five. Their penalty kill, they pressure with a lot of pace. Like, they send guys Crazy. all over. It but was it, really that's, good. That's like night and day compared to 5-on-5. Five five. Like, they wouldn't really send anyone past the top of the circles, so it was allowing the Tigers' defensemen to work a little bit, which helped with the Drew Krebs goal Friday. He has a little bit more time and space. Yeah. Um, and so it was just it was interesting from a from a style standpoint. It kind of showed to me that if teams are going to have at least a better chance of success against the Tigers in the back end of the year, and it's something that I think the Tigers are going to have to kind of be conscious of, is how do we handle having the opposition wingers really pressure our defensemen and play up high in, right. in the D zone. Yeah. That's going to have to be something that they need to work through because if teams play them like Moose Jaw did, more often than not, they're going to find success, right? Yeah. So many odd man rushes and breakaways. Like, the last yep. couple, I was like, holy man. Like <laughs> The Hunter St. Martin play was, like, to oh. kick off the scoring uh, on Saturday. Speed kills. That is such, like, <sighs> something flipped when that hat trick game uh, for St. Martin happened. It was like pieces came together, right? And, and I think I've said a lot with Tomas Mercik, like he he just needed to have the switch flip and for things to really click together. And then we've seen Mercik go on this great run. Yeah. Same thing from for St. Martin when it comes to scoring and yeah. just the the power move from the red line to to have a guy on his back and he still drives a net has the creativity to to find an idea uh, on what he wants to do as he's breaking in under that pressure. Like, Not an easy shot to take. No, he's. He's unlocked something that, I mean, we knew the shot was good. It was not talked about a lot with St. Martin, but now you're you're starting to see more of the offensive end of his game get put together. If that's another offensive piece this team adds, good like, Lord. watch out. Yeah, right. Uh, if you're able to get consistent, that's you know, like a Braden Sherman, threat, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many guys on this team that you could have like a quote unquote comeback player of the year. That's just or been like, like a breakout. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just like improved a ton. Yeah. Yeah. St. Martin has got to be 
he's darn close to the top of that list. He'd be in the conversation. We've talked about Mercik stepping it up. We've talked about Wiseblad being a completely different player than what we saw each year. Yeah, he just But, I mean, C. Evolving. Martin has just become this clutch guy that you can expect, I mean, almost a goal a game. You know it's coming. <laughs> Lately, yeah. Lately. Right? Like, you just don't know when. Usually it's you the first one. Yeah. For some reason, the first period, he's very good at getting those first period goals. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That, if the WHL ever did an all-star skills comp, I want him in the fast skater because I think he wins it. Yeah, he can fly. I mean, him good. and Bame together. Good I mean, that God. line just made so much sense. The speed of those two together. Him and Bame together just killed teams, right? Yeah, and they just wore them down. And what's bizar- like, and this is a credit to Shane Smith's IQ more than anything. Like, and no offense to Shane, but I think he'll be the first to admit he doesn't have the same foot speed of of say Martin and Braden Bame. Yet, yeah, no one ever thought that Shane Smith was out of spot playing nope. with those two. No, and that's a credit to, to like exactly. He he's so smart on where to be, right? Like I remember at the midway point, I was talking. It was on like Twitter with with James Tubb, and and he had said like who stood out to me like for breaking out and, and things like that. And I had said Caden Lindstrom. That's just, an easy one. It, it is, but it isn't. Like sure. I mean, it's easy now, but you also like my thought was remember what he was last year and it was not a point per game player he wasn't no. scoring at the clip he was like he had all the tools and you saw it but he had to actually apply it but then i i also mentioned shane just because of the unsung nature that he goes about playing every night like very nonchalant that kid well it's it's kind of under the radar right because yeah. like what draws the eye the fights goals and and speed and we see shane more than happy to mix it up mm-hmm. but he's not dropping the gloves a ton like he'll he'll draw at you um, he picks his spot. Scores a lot, scores a lot. Yeah. The timely goals, uh, but maybe doesn't just fly around the ice. He, no, he, he plays it in a completely different way. He's and he's so, so relaxed. I don't know if that has something to do with his gameplay as well, but he's one of the first guys that I see when I get the boys ready to go to take the ice. And he's always like, "Hey, how are you, man? How's the family?" <laughs> yeah, right. Like you know what I mean? Like I've seen certain tigers that have just been in the game mode where you know we're not going to talk to him. Yeah. Right? Like we're only going to talk about the game. But he's always like. How's the crowd out there? Mm-hmm. How are we looking? They loud? Like, yeah. I, I appreciate that, and I can sense that in his gameplay, where he's just, he's not overthinking it. He's casual. He's in the right play, place at the right time, and it is really shown this year. Maybe not casual, not that's not the right word, but relaxed is, relaxed. is the best way to put it. Yeah. Like, he's comfortable. Yeah. Really, really comfortable, uh, and doesn't ever seem to be not overthinking by it. Yeah, <laughs> not bothered by anything. You get in his face, he's like, okay. But then again, right. on the like to to that point, like I remember in in training camp, like he also he brings intensity. Like he's relaxed sure. when he wants to. But he then definitely when he's, can. when he's on the ice, it's like when he's in the tunnel, relaxed. As soon as two feet hit the ice, game changes. Mode. Yeah. And like in in training camp, he's drawing with guys on his own team. Like, like he's a competitor at the end of the day. Um, Have a great year. Yeah, such an interesting player. Uh, we unique. had Spilka get his fifth goal of the year, uh, but we got to talk about that third period because I don't think I've heard co-op place be that loud in a very long time since that like that third period was unbelievable. That was a good one. Moose Jaw was up 3-2. It wasn't looking good either. No. You could right? sense no. that maybe something was happening and then when Gavin McKenna scores that goal to tie it. I oh. plays it. Let's not forget they had two shots in the second period, right? Yeah. Two just, shots yeah. in the second. And what I think... was Matt Savoy doing on that? Just on which play, sorry? When they <laughs> when McKenna scores and it hits it off his stick like all oh, right. Just let yeah. that pass. Well, yeah, I think that was McKenna, a weird one. I think yeah. McKenna was going for the pass. He was trying to do trying a cross to ice pass. Martin, yeah. yeah, 
and then it hits someone. It was a very weird goal. Yeah, Savoy batted it out of the air. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it so goes like, in, what? and then everyone was like, who scored it? And Gav's like, I guess that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's oh. uh, That was a weird one. I, I mean, that play is just super unlucky for Mooshaw, right? I yeah. mean, it, it's impressive for Matt Savoy just showing off the hand-eye. Yeah. Uh, but then immediately hands go on the head. He's like, oh, F, what did I do? And then Mushaw wasn't <laughs> able to bounce back from that because, I mean, that that ties the game, right? And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, we're not out of it yet. But then it was all Tigers after that. Two minutes later, they scored the go-ahead goal. Yeah, that was Mercik on the power play. Mercik on the power yeah, play so scores. Nice. and then Man, and that was nice. After yeah. That was after a set m- play, wasn't it? It looks like a set. Like, Ovi like co- cl- goes from the left down. circle with his one-timer. Mercic yeah. from the right seems to be doing the exact same thing right now. It was now. just like that clean win off the face-off because they scored in about nine seconds. That is correct. I'm, I'm trying not seven to sneeze. Seconds. No, that's seven seconds. Seven yeah. seconds. So it was, it was like, quick. I yeah. thought you were thinking about it. No, yeah. I'm just trying not to sneeze. Um, but like a clean win off the draw, and then the puck worked its way down like the left side wall because typically Mercic ends up around the circle or even more towards the, the boards and – off the play, he immediately like flew a little bit higher at the top of the dot, and then worked into the middle of the of the two center or circles, and he just kind of got lost. Yeah, 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 like that play. I haven't seen it yet, but they've done a few of these now on the power play, scoring it within ten seconds of of it starting. Wow! Like they've had a couple of those this year where the the set plays they hit. One game in Red Deer earlier this year, Shane Smith scored four seconds into a power play. Right, I was like, okay, and that's not by accident. Like that's a, that's a design. That's a design. Huh. Well, it was, you don't it, just run into a four-second goal. That last half of the third period was just all Tigers. They did not let Mooshaw get back into it at all. I mean, the crowd was giving it to May a little bit. Yep. I don't know if that really got into his head, but then Oasis scoring the insurance goal. Off of another check skate. Another <laughs> fortunate bounce. And then it was uh, that's all she wrote. Tigers winning that one. And another four-point game on the little career of Gavin McKenna. He's at, uh, what, 81 career points and. 57 games. Is that what he's at? That's Clip, pretty good. I, I think they call that clipping. That real is good. good. Re- that is good. And he's getting better. He's, he's locked oh. in right now. Now, I don't. I hate comparing, but have we ever seen someone you at... pull me down? I'm going to sneeze. Okay, you sneeze. Right. Have we ever seen someone at his age get those kind of points? Like, obviously, he's not the first, obviously, but was Bedard getting that type of pointage at, at that? Oh, yeah. Because I just remember Bedard being coming in a little bit later, but maybe I ignored the fact that as a 16, 17-year-old, he I was so Well, he had that like, exceptional status year, so they were in that Saskatchewan bubble, which kind of throws everything through a, for a loop. And that the comparable, I think, to 98 to 72 kind of needs to stop a little it bit. It does need to stop, but I'm just saying but that. But he's clipping at, at pretty darn age, close At his age, he's rate. putting up some really impressive numbers for the WHL. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for a guy who's two years out from – draft eligibility right yeah. like usually like you see pressed. these type of numbers on your draft year yeah draft year or or maybe if you're you know really really good one year one year prior right depending yeah. on what team or you have around you 20 year old and you're just that's doing right really well. sure like a chase wheatcroft last year yep like, zach funk this year and yeah Prince george is having I just, a great I just season don't remember a, a kid being this two young years off of the draft no yeah it it's, it's it doesn't seem like that happens very often uh no and no. the kid's locked in like he's just seeing He's able to go in there as a 16-year-old just quarterback this entire thing. Especially on the power play. I mean, since day one, he's been running the power play. Yeah. Um, five on five, like, the, the steps are being taken. You're, you're you still see the it. odd mistake, but that's going to sure. happen. Like, he he does have a turnover in that first period at uh, at the Moose Jaw blue line. 
that can gets flipped all the way down the ice into a, a breakaway and yeah. a goal. Second period. Sorry, I'm not. I remember that now. He okay, was, yeah, the, he was trying to walk the line. They were going left to right. Thank you, thank you. So that's, that's how I know what period it it, it is. Because <laughs> if they're going to my left, it's the first or the third, and the right's the second. Uh, you're right. Um, so that turnover is not great. Um, but bank account. I think defensively, like his his work in the D zone and and backtracking and the thought, you know, that we've heard from the coaches about the Tigers getting into their offense from being strong defensively and having that intensity in their D zone. It, it's starting to click for, yeah, for Gavin. Absolutely. McKenna looks good. What's his plus minus at now? I think I'll it's above zero. It's got to be because he was a, a plus two on Saturday, so give me a minute. He's kind of a – You guys stalled. Well, I know that he'd – be, He'd be around one, I think. Going into this week as we record – he was two points back of Tarek Parasak for the point lead. He's a way behind now. Yeah, Parasak had a really good game yesterday. Yeah. He had a four-point game. Yeah, he's like six points so, now. Yeah, he's six points back, so Talk. he's going to need I, – I told you. He's going to take the Still last game. A lot of time. You're right, Gita. A lot of lot time. A lot of runway on lot this. A lot of time. That's I, right. Gav's a plus one. It's quite the turnaround. He was minus, what, 11 at uh, Christmas? Yeah, it was around minus 10. And was it – didn't we say that like he, he brought it up, he acknowledged that – you know, the five-on-five five need a little bit work. For he sure. Did, he didn't like the plus-minus, so he's like, I'll work on it. Well, and the, like, and He's done all right. The five-on-five five deal, I mean, it's kind of a blanket statement, but find me a, a true rookie in the Western League that doesn't need to work at five-on-five, five, you know? True. Like, No, you're right. I, I think every team's true rookies all to to a, to a man say, yeah, we we got to be better at five-on-five. At five. So it's something that comes with time. Um, thankfully how you play in your D zone can be coached and you can learn that if you want to put the effort in. And evidently, uh, at least from our eye test, McKenna's been putting that work in and it sounds like uh, he's been putting it in off ice and it's paying off. It's been yeah, good. He's, he's been great. I, you know, he's, he's got, he's a little, I don't know what the right wording is here. Like more chill because Gav's always been pretty chill whenever I talk to him. Seems so, that way. And he just kind of, he looks like a pro. Like I think he obviously has had a little bit more pro training than anybody else. Sorry, just putting two and two together, guys. But uh, you just how he goes about his business, and he's and remember he's had as many lines line mates as Oasis Weisblatt this year. Yeah, like, that does like that makes him so much better that he okay. It maybe took him and Oasis a couple games to figure each other out how to do it properly. Now they're great. Do you split them off when 28 and... <laughs> Options galore now, hey? When your top nine come in? Uh-huh. Oh! I know. Yeah, there's going to be options galore. Also, it, and it doesn't look like much on the periphery, but I am such a big fan of, of players, even though that... Even if they're a little bit quieter, but if that's their personality, like, you know, owning who they are and just being comfortable with, with showing off their personality. And the fact that Gavin celebrates every goal. Yes. Like unless yep. it's a, unless it's a runaway like nine two, sure. then obviously he doesn't. But every goal looks like he just had the best time scoring it. Did you see the celly that he had? I found the picture. <laughs> like we're it's on like, Saturday. Yeah, when on his like, knee. Pulled, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that was. I love was it. Sick. That I love it. Unre- you need that. Like so often, especially at his age, you know when Be you when a you pro and yeah when you talk like, about play like you've been here before. He hasn't been here right? before. When you talk about guys that that look like a professional and they. They, you know, maybe are a bit more savvy when it comes to dealing with interviews or press or, or whatnot. Uh, they, you can sometimes lose just having fun playing the game. And yeah. uh, I mean, ever since 
he, he's all he in. jumped he in last year, but he just looks like he's having fun. Yeah, he's having fun, and well, that's that's the biggest. When thing. you're that good, team, you should have fun. His whole team looks like yeah, they're having a lot of fun. But it helps when you're winning. Yeah, it, it helps winning helps fun. a ton. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, let's preview the the Friday game. Good, because your guest is trying to make his way over here. Oh, he's oh, on your the way special right guest is coming. Okay. Friday night, it's going to be a big one. Uh, you guys are off to Saskatoon to take on the Blades. Oh, good. Another who, trip to the Sastel <laughs> Center. Who, uh, number one in the East, and they have a very comfortable lead in the East. I think they're East. up top in the CHL Top 10. They, they, they just are. hit number one again for the second well, time. Well, congrats to them. If it's, I, wa- I like that it's in the Western League. I like seeing that. Give a little respect to the dub teams. But, uh, but how about Friday, Gino? Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. I keep looking like, wait, where are we going again? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, the the first time all season, the the top two teams in the Western Hockey League will lock horns. And guess what? They're going to do it three more times. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe isn't great news for those who are looking at the schedule and wanting to find, quote, unquote, easier points. Um, yeah, not great. But uh, it's say, similar to what I was saying about Red Deer. Red Deer's a good opportunity to test you, and it would be great to play the Rebels once a month just to get that reminder of yeah. what playoff hockey's yeah. like. To have the the blades, you know, this many times over the back end of the schedule, that's good. That's good for both teams, really. The blades get a, a different look at a at a good Tigers team, and and the Tigers get to handle a top team in the blades and and see really how they stack up. It's gonna Absolutely. be good. I I, I want to see Saskatoon now that Tanner Mullendyke's had more games in. I know he had a little bit of a pushback. I want to see Cedar off again. Sue's the uh, love there now. Sue's the <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Alexander Suzdalev's there, yeah, and then Fraser Minton, Fraser Minton, yeah, yeah. Leafs coming Leafs. off his yeah. um, coming off his uh, OT what, winner what there. What OT goal that was! Holy man, a little coast to coast. Three How about three. that call by Les Lazarus? Yeah, yeah, letting him know and he swear. got out of his chair. That video was electric. Yeah, that video. Was that good. dude was excited. Yeah, which <laughs> I have a thing on that, but probably not for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Save it for the after hours. One. <laughs> yeah. Um. When but you're, when, are, when I'm three drinks deep there on, you like, go. on a Sunday. Well, I mean, this is a huge That's test for the Tigers. The <laughs> this is a huge test for the Tigers, and we've seen that they play very well when it comes to playing teams above their, above them in the standings. Yeah. Well, and the team's traveling day before to Saskatoon, which doesn't happen often. So Right, which this, is good. And I'm excited for the, the opportunity to see this Blades team. The Blades actually do a lot of really good things mm-hmm. in the league, like promotions-wise. Mm-hmm. They have a big staff, which, again, huge don't, staff. don't, don't well, hurt Kudos either. to them for putting people to work yep. and, and having them be a part of a good organization. Like, you know, friend of ours, Mitch Bach, yes. at one point worked yep. there. Uh, Scott Roblin covers the team now. He, he Mitch Got raved about like his work you know, in with, with the Blades group and, and what it was like there, so... It's they're they're doing some really good things there. I know, and they this is their year because it's they're in that Moose Jaw and I guess PG and and uh, Portland territory where yep. they have to go for it this year or they got to do what Kamloops did and for sure. rebuild for sure sort of again. And you never know. I I I'm looking forward to it. I just I need to see. I want to see what Sass two braids like. What are they better than Moose Jaw still? Which feels like they kind of are. But again, haven't played them in a while, right. so looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to PA too. I'm looking forward to some progies. Yeah, sure. Where are where is PA? Like in, they're ninth. Yeah, like it seems like on any given night they can play there. with you, but it just they, they play a lot a, of teams tough. Yeah, they're having a hard time almost finishing the game or, or starting the game, but it seems like they'll play with you. Feels like they don't have enough firepower to yeah. right now to yeah. get them over the well, top. Well, they don't have like um, well when they had Latimer last year and 
they still have Stanek, still very slow, Sloan Stanek. And yep. I mean, Richie's Ryder, their guy, Ryder right? Ritchie is there. I know he's kind of had a up-and-down year in yep. PA, and I know they've had some goaltending issues because they – uh, Chase Coward, they released. I remember Chase Coward was the goalie of record in that game against uh, Med Hat in the Teddy Bear Toss. Right. And then they've got Hildebrand and Preston, some guy they signed out of the KIJHL. That sounds, that sounds right. It, they're a team that's still, I think, or what maybe the Tigers would have been this year potentially, could have been, just for what but they or even exceeded expectations. Yeah. yeah, last year might be better. Yeah. The Tigers kinda, found themselves, Yeah. Right? PA kind of over, like, they, and again, they're a community-owned team, so you'd like to probably make the playoffs. Yep. Don't hurt. Yep. You know, Jeff they, Truitt's one of my favorite head coaches to deal with. They also know that their future is, is pretty good, because don't oh, they have a They got a lot coming. They, they have the brightest coming, right? future. Yeah. Prob- like, we talked about the Tigers' future being really good. Prince Albert's a very close second. Yeah. Daxton so Rudolph. As, as frustrating as it may be this year, it's almost like what we were last year, knowing that help is coming. Yeah. The only it, thing they're missing is like to add Landon DuPont from this year's draft into that mix with everything else that's there. God, that's a real possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's it, you never know. It but, is the Landon DuPont draft this year. So. But uh I can no. tell you this. I don't think the Tigers will be in that one. No, they no, it shouldn't feels be. like they're not gonna be in that I think I think they, they I don't think they need to be. No, I think they're okay with those. Yeah, they're okay. No offense, Landon. Have fun wherever you play. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna play very well. But absolutely, maybe don't play is, in our division. That'd be okay. Yeah. What if Landon Dupont's an Everett Silver Tip? Oh, that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, just here's another Olin Zellweger. Have fun. Enjoy. Um, but yeah, it feels like the, the biggest thing for for PA that I, I really think there are a lot of similarities between last year's Tigers Club and where PA's at this year. Um, but PA is just dealing with a murderer's row of a schedule. From their divisional well, games, right? Moose Jaws. Look at the teams you're playing. Yeah. Brandon. Like uh yeah, and Brandon's still playing really well yeah. despite not having their road trip wasn't for ideal. a while. No, but Bjarnison's gonna come back. Um they could still pace you and and have guys like, you know, Charlie Ellick and Roger McQueen and then the rest. So then um, Regina's somehow still kicking around. Yeah. So PA's PA's division isn't exactly easy, but No I, Cobra I, chickens though. Yeah, the Cobra Chickens are done. The Cobra Chickens are done. It's just me and Jeff Truitt. But I'm looking Saturday, like, I mean, Friday, if you go into Saskatoon and you get a point on the road, you feel pretty good. Yeah. It feels like PA is one that you got you to have to buckle up for that one. So you try and get what you did last weekend. Obviously, you want the two wins. If you can get, I mean, three you get three out of four. Three or four I mean, would be a last really good week. Really every weekend. If you could do three or four points, you're pretty happy. Pretty good. Uh, the other thing we're going to be watching this week is the Red Deer Rebels because they seem to be on our, uh, on our hiney. Yeah, and they're on it. They're standing on it. And they're catching up in games now. They are three points out. Yep. They play Moose Jaw. I guess they play. They play a three and three this weekend. They play tonight. They they play, yeah, they play Brandon too this weekend. They play Moose Jaw on Saturday. Mm hmm. I think they got a Regina in there as well on Sunday or something like that. And then we got Regina next week on a Tuesday. Yeah. Your favorite, the Tuesday's a co op place. Tuesday's a co op. Nothing better. Love it. Nothing Nothing better better than being a co op place on Tuesday. Only thing are better are Saturdays. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Red Deers, (laughs) they have two games in hand. Those should catch up uh, by this time we record next week. Yep. Um, But yeah, they don't have an easy stretch. They got four games and five nights on the road. So have fun with that, Red Deer. Enjoy. Um, Good luck. Selfishly, I hope you have no success, but you're a lovely team. Um, it's just for the Tigers' sake, it'd be great if you didn't pick up all the points. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you ha- do you have some news? Yeah. Uh, Zach Sahara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No longer wearing Saha pads. Oh, he has no. Tiger pads. Uh, I, don't I don't know if, if that's good or not. Yeah, that. I, don't I don't know. know. We were like, no, we'll give him a, we'll give him a yeah. congratulations. congratulations. It's so funny because I was in the room yesterday. They came in on Monday, I think. 
And I walked in, and I was like, I see the pads, the old pads of Zach's. He's had for like two and a half years, I guess. Yeah. They're as black as these computer monitors. Oh, they, they're And scuffed. they started white. Yeah, they're yeah. like they're, they, snow white. Yeah, I, He's been on a heater with them, and I just don't know if. But you know what? He looks like he plays for the Tigers. Here, here's the deal. He, he, <laughs> he's got a mask. No too. fault of his own. Gave up five the last time he was in those pads. Mm. Uh, time to burn him. And okay, he, he, all right. He, he got one more big stop in that gear, right? Okay. The big paddle stop that could be save of the year in the league. That's true. So I you retire him there. I wonder if that's a thing. Let's say he gets a, an O, like a shutout. Yeah. Probably is not running to the new pads yet, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if that last one, yeah, right his before last they showed game up, was, was like, a shutout. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, one nothing win or something like that. You know that. what? I'll break these in for the week in practice. I'm gonna keep the sawhaws on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, kudos, okay, him, that's good. That, that's good. really good. Uh, before we wrap up, we'll get to our guests here momentarily. But milestone Monday, we have to talk about milestone Monday. Okay, because, it's a great uh, thing for me. Crossing I always forget. the 150 game threshold, Bogdan's. Otis. Congratulations. Most games ever in a Euro Tiger. Yep. That's really? a pretty big deal. 21 so goals, he's at 155 55. now. 21 goals, 55 assists in his WHL career. So kudos to him. Pretty big deal. Also, uh, Saturday night, mm-hmm. 200 games for Oasis Wise. Congratulations. One more in there, too. Was oh, there another one? Hold on. Yeah, he also had a second milestone. Oh, wait, wait. I scheduled uh, it for a later time. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. Let me scroll up. Yeah. And he's, he's there like, it is oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You thought 200 games played is cool. It was cool. 100 career assists. Wow. For Oasis Wiseblatt. Well, and, and you know what? That's the first thing I think of when I think of Oasis Wiseblatt is assist man. Assist man. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at the GWGs eventually for him. He's for up to nine, right? Nine out of year? Ten in his career. Nine, uh, ten in his career, nine this season. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, is there a category for that? Like I he's got game winners. Right? Yeah, he's tied for the league lead, I believe. He he's still with the Igor Sidorov. Igor Sidorov in Saskatoon. Mm. Who scored one late. of his game-winning goals against the Messina Tigers? Wow! Knocked on September thirtieth. I think that you're. Uh, if you had like a players to watch feature, Gino for uh, for Friday, <laughs> I think you found your two. <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, also knock on wood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Rhett Parsons will be crossing the 200 game threshold with the game in PA that nice. he plays in Saskatoon right. and makes it to the PA game. Nice. So we've got a cup. Gavin McKenna is what? So he's got 19 points away from 100 points. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's a few. Like. There's a few coming. Like right. Caden Lindstrom was sit is sitting at one game away from 100 for a long time. Can't wait till he comes back. Yeah. Well, uh, to end on that, for any of the, the sickness that was going around, are we anticipating Pacheco will be back in the lineup this weekend? Are we hoping? Gino? What's that? Sorry? Gino. Pacheco. Wheeze. Yeah, Pacheco? Pacheco's back. Sorry. Back in. And then we don't have an ETA yet on Caden Lindstrom. He's still week to week. I asked him the other day. I just said, hey, we're playing the team picture. Uh, when are you going to be back? And... Um, he said, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. Be back next week. All right. Your okay. special guest is rolling into team, the parking team lot. Team photo will wait. Well, also in the parking lot is Windsor Plywood. They're the experts. Hey. You know, by the way. Yeah, that's I see a, a truck right there is Windsor Plywood. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're here. Oh, that's kind of cool. So we'll take a break. We'll go say hi to them, then special guests on sure. the way. The Tigers, Tigers Uncaged. Right on. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Hey, maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Contractors choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, ah, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me. They choose Windsor Plywood too. With over 50 years experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for 
finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends, Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. They are actually just in the parking lot. We got a chance to say hi to them, so that was nice. That was nice. Yeah, we don't really sure. get to see them that much. Shout out often. Windsor Plywood. Also, our guest, someone we don't, uh, first time being on the podcast, That's right. listens to every episode. That's what I've heard, which is kind of scary. Assistant coach Josh Mays. Hey. Yeah, well, welcome, guys. It's uh, good to be here. Like, like you said, I've listened to every episode since it started, and I just want to say you guys do an excellent job of uh, talking about the team, uh, and I'm, I'm honored to be here. So oh, thanks, guys. Thanks hey, for coming we in. We appreciate you having me. I did a deep dive on you, and I had no idea. <laughs> like record checks? Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> we got to make sure everyone clean when they come here. Depends how uh, deep yeah, yeah. The, the dive is. Yeah. I had no idea because I would have been a, a huge fan. I've grown up with the Tigers, but you played for the Tigers in 99. I did, yeah. So you would have yeah. played in the old barn. I mean, sitting there watching the game is one thing, but what was the experience like being on the ice playing in that old barn oh i it was on it was unbelievable experience for me like like i tell i tell kids all the time when i talk to them when i when i it's probably like you guys when i was a kid and a young boy like my dream was to play for the tigers it wasn't to play in the nhl it was to play for the tigers honestly i kind of wish i would have set my heights sights a little (laughs) higher but uh, (laughs) i reached my dream so to to play to play in medicine uh it really was a dream come true for me um we were young we weren't that great we had a lot of young guys we had i think probably a record we had 10 16 year olds on that team it was in the rebuild stages we had jay bowmeister was a 16 year old Mm -hmm. ryan holloway chris st jock uh we had a bunch of really talented 16 kanasowich we had a bunch of really talented young guys um, some good character old guys. I think we missed the playoffs by two points. <clears throat> just just missed her, but uh, it was a really good experience, and it was a dream come true. You guys had some mashers on that team. Though. We did. Like, we did. Shuffelmeyer yeah. was there, too, that oh. year? Oh. Yeah, we had, had some Brad, absolute Brad Voth, uh, Shuffelmeyer, Conrad, Brand. Um, yeah, we weren't getting pushed around, that was for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we, were, we, were, we had a lot of young guys, so we had to protect them. So, uh, Scoreline be damned. Like, yeah. We're going to go out <laughs> yeah, That's right. That's like, right yeah. Who cares what the <laughs> final score is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to not only I mean play for the Tigers now how cool is it to 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 be on the bench and now coach the Medicine Hat Tigers? Yeah, I mean again that's it's a really is a dream job for me. I, I don't wasn't sure I'd ever have this opportunity. Um, I was you know I, I coached uh, well, as soon as I got done playing pro I coached for a little while, um, midget AAA a few years, and then I had kids and I kind of stepped back for a while, and then I started coaching them as they were young and getting into the development side and. Uh, uh, I was ranching, and I love ranching. So my family's in the ranch, and it was something I really loved to do. But uh, I was uh, provided the opportunity to come uh, coach with the team. Willie asked me to come, and it, it was uh, – I couldn't turn it down. It was yeah. really – it was a dream for me, and uh, a dream to learn from Willie and, and Joey and uh, the opportunity given by my dad and my uncle. It, it was really great, and, and, and every day – I'm just appreciative and grateful to be yeah. where I am. It's it's uh, it's a great thing and it's an honor. So. And I mean, getting to the rink can be a, a a bit of a, I guess, escape from the lack of moisture that's out in the world yeah. for ranching. Yeah, that's that's kind of fun to deal with. Yeah, it, yeah. It's I mean, it was it's good to see we've had some snow here now. Um, it's melting off. I'm not sure where it's going. It's not. It's kind it's of not going, going in the ground. I don't know <laughs> where the moisture is in it, but it's really uh, not in the ground. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, pray for snow. Let's yeah, pray well, for pray for snow moisture. that sticks so, around, yeah, right? Because yeah, right. sure, ten yeah. degrees is nice and all. Yeah, that's all well and good, yeah. but sure. 
Uh, it kind of needs like minus yeah. eight would kind of be nice just yeah. for two months. Yeah, a little a little runoff would be good, but I mean, I think it's still early, and I think we're going to get more moisture in the spring here. Okay, we're get a dump, so that's what. Uh, it's one of the first bits of optimism. I don't know. I've yeah, heard. yeah. <laughs> you got to be optimistic. Yeah, sure. You're going to be in that in agriculture industry. You got to be an optimist, or it's or it's days are long. Yeah, so, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so uh, talking about the team, I mean, so you would have started your first year. Was it was the eleven win season? Yeah. It's a yeah, fun opener. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a test in uh, my fortitude, I guess, and my resilience. Um, because God asked me if I really wanted to do this, I guess. But uh, back to the optimism. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was a tough way to start, but you know, for the guys who've been through it, myself included, um, it did build a little bit of resilience in us and a chip on our shoulder. Now we're building up to get better, and, and we don't ever want to be in that position again. And uh, and I, I think it's hard in some guys, and, and we want to win. Like we want to win a championship, we want to win a Memorial Cup, and, and that's what we want to do here. So, when you, because you played in Swift as well one year, and, and I guess I did, you don't yeah. you don't realize you know maybe who you're kind of lumped in with until years go by, and then you start to see where other people go. But Todd McClellan was coaching there. Yeah, yeah. It, wow. Do you ever you know maybe kind of think back or, or look to those junior teams or, or pro games that you played at how? those coaches kind of handle different situations for how now you get to apply that to this group? Uh, for sure I did. Um, I was fortunate enough to play for some really good coaches in junior, and uh, my first coach was Mike Babcock in Spokane, and then I went to Todd in Swift Current. Um, and then I had Rick Carrier in Manhattan. They were all three really, really good coaches. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Mike Babcock was a little bit ahead of his time. Like he, he, Say what you want to say about him. I mean, there's he's got his faults for sure, and mm -hmm. there's things. But hockey-wise, he was a really smart guy. He did a lot of things back then, twenty some years ago, that guys are doing now. Like he, he's a really smart hockey guy. And I learned from all those guys. And as I was playing, I used to keep a notebook on things because I had thoughts of being a coach as mm -hmm. a career. Um, and I would keep notes and and a book on drills and stuff that I wanted to do as a coach to learn from those coaches. Stuff that you like, stuff, yeah, stuff drills that, that you like, hated yeah. doing, but I, that kind of worked. Yeah, <laughs> what what worked, what didn't, yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. And because I I'd always thought there might be a future in that for me because uh, uh, I didn't get a lot of ice time. <laughs> so I wasn't sure, but uh, the time you, you know, did, you might have been you in the box after. Yeah. You know what? A lot of those a lot of guys who were in my role do go into coaching because you have to be so sharp on the on the structure and, yeah. and what goes on because or else you're not going to play right so you have to be sharp in that stuff you have to be aware of that stuff so and i that was something i did so one thing i've always wondered in the whole coaching aspect is it somewhat repetitive from the start of the year to the end or are you constantly learning stuff and trying new things it's a little bit of both in all honesty it's probably um like you make adjustments, but you kind of what you what you start with at the start of the year is kind of what you're going to stick with. But you'll make adjustments for certain teams. You'll add, you might see some change to things up, minor tweaks or what whatnot. Uh, very rarely we go whole scale change, but it's reminders. Like you're a lot of times as a, as a coach, you're 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 just, you're just reminding players like why don't they know that? Well, they need to be reminded again, and you have to have a lot of patience with players. Yeah. Like it's like well they don't know about. It's my job to inform them. It's my job to remind them all the time. And sometimes they may get annoyed at you always tell me I already know this, but I mean a lot of it is how you deliver the message and and just going over things and and being sharp. The sharper you can be at the structure, the sharper you can be at the teaching points, the better it's going to be. But is it too easy to to simplify kind of junior hockey in a shell of being consistent? Just because with younger players, it's 
you, you ride the highs and lows, right? With rookies, for example, we were talking in the last segment with Gino just about the developments that Gavin McKenna's made defensively and how that's kind of translated into this five-on-five play uh, and just really carrying now shifts. But just night in and night out to, to have a consistent effort from the entire group. Like, is it, is it too simple to almost boil it down as consistency is really the biggest key? Consistency is huge. Um, I, I think that's the biggest difference from pro hockey to junior hockey is the consistency. And and in pro hockey, they're pros. In junior hockey, we're developing them. We're trying to turn them into pros. Right. So part of the development process is to develop that consistency. And and uh, trust me, we try. Like yeah. we we do what we can. We try to set up routine. Um, we try to get the guy like and the our guys are pretty good. They are pretty good. They've come a long ways. But yeah, if if you can develop that consistency from game in game out. You are ahead of the game because every other team has 16 to 20 year olds too, and they're right. dealing with the same thing we are, right? So if we can develop that consistency, we are doing a good job. Just in, thinking like a team like Red Deer, that's what makes yeah. them so frustrating, right? Is because no matter what night it is, whether it's Tuesday or Saturday, yeah. you know exactly what you're getting yeah. from that Red Deer team every single night. Yeah. For sure, you do, and that's that's why they're playing good hockey right now. They've yeah. got that. They've got that. They struggled with it a bit at the start of the year, but now they've kind of got that dialed in. Um, and a lot of it's buy-in, right? You need yep. the buy-in from your team that they believe in what you're doing, believe in your approach, and then and then you'll get that consistency for from sure. Teams. For sure. I remember when we talked to Joe after that 11-win season, and, and we we always bring it up because I feel like it is a part of the story of, of this team. He said that I want these boys in the offseason to remember this feeling of mm-hmm. only winning 11 games. I want them to carry that over for next year so we're not in that position again. Yep. Have you seen that from this group of guys since that 11 win, that they sit down and they're like, we don't want that ever to happen anymore. And it, it's shown in the way that they played. I, I think so. I mean, not not all of them experienced that. Um, we, we are still young, so we only have a handful of guys still I don't who went through that. But for sure, they they, they don't want to go through that. They're, they're the leaders leading leading the ship, showing where we want to go. And, and anytime you can go through that, you don't want to forget that. As much as, you, as much as it's like, okay, I just want to throw that out of my mind, never think about it again. You want to... You want to remember that crappy feeling, yeah? How how it felt, and you don't want to be there. You want that to motivate you. You want that to sure. be your chip on the short. Well, you shoulder. want to actually yeah. see because I, I can't remember the last time that the the, the Tiger team has actually had a, a rebuild from the bottom all the way to hopefully the top because this has always been a team that is going to play with you, and they've been yeah. around year in, competitive year, yeah. year yeah. making the playoffs, sometimes made it to the second round, first round, something like that. But this yeah. is the first time we've seen. You know, having a rough season all the way to getting a guy like Gavin McKenna, yeah. getting a guy like Kane Lindstrom, and everything's starting to gel. For sure. I mean, you'd have to go back to when I played. Yeah. And we missed yeah. the playoff five five years in a row, and Jay Bowmeister came in, and Hollig, and all those guys. That was the last time we really had to rebuild, and that was kind of the same thing. Like, it was brutal, and we didn't want to be there again, right? right. Like, Unfortunately, we got we got to where we were there again. But you know, there's a blessing in that. And like you said, we got Gavin McKenna, we got Hayden Arsani, we got McCann. We've got a lot of good young guys in the closet to build with, right? So that that's the blessing in that. Um, we have done it before, and you and you know what? From that, a lot of the guys like Hallwig, who was a huge leader, and I talk about him all the time. A lot of what drove him to be successful, and I, we sat beside him. He's ultra competitive, and he didn't want to be lose again. Yeah, like, and that's. That's what drives you sometimes is is that not wanting to be there again, like you know, and and it's also it's hating to lose, but it's also just a desire to win and be great sure. too, like that. They're both strong, right? It's both a strong feeling. I don't know which one's more. Hate to lose, love to win. You could argue <laughs> about that. That's a debate yeah. well, you hear from lots of people. Year, but yeah. I mean, 
I they say both. Like, yeah. Really honestly. Yeah, so, but last true. year, like that feeling of of, of losing to to Winnipeg. It must have been a surreal, like a bittersweet, because a lot of people didn't have the Tigers picked as making it to the playoffs, and and they did. They exceeded the expectations. So it's a bummer you're out the first round, but you got to be excited to be back in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure you were. It was disappointing to lose, and it would have been a major, major upset to beat those guys. So, I mean, you have to be a little bit realistic, but that still doesn't make it feel any better. Right. Like, yeah. We, we yeah. wanted to win, yeah. right? And you've got to kind of – you've got to kind of – not listen to the critics, not look at the standings. And you've just got to, like, Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Like, you've just got to yeah, remember yeah. those things. Like, anytime you've got an opportunity to compete, you've got an opportunity to win. So Yeah, one of the, uh, like, I, I don't, because I, don't, I don't love bringing it up because everyone always brings up culture when it comes to, to rooms in, in sports because it's like, ah, yeah, it's all about the culture. But <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't help but notice it was a couple weeks ago. We were doing a post game show, and Kane McCann jumped on. This was just before Swift Current was coming to town for the first time since Connor Geeky was uh, picked up by the Broncos. And Kane McCann, rookie in this league, was so dialed into like playing Swift next, and they they knew what they were getting, they were ready for it, and, and he kind of said as much. And it kind of signaled to me kind of what you're saying about you know having the guys buy in. And, and being ready, and it, it really does start with, in my mind, the, the older players, the, the overages they have on D, the, the leadership group that's kind of been brought into this Tigers room and, and how they've instilled this now where, where young guys are, are joining the lineup and they're like, yeah, the hell with the Broncos. Like, we know they're coming and we're going to be ready for them. Yeah, like, I'm a huge believer in culture, and people talk about it all the time because it is so huge. And it's kind of hard to put your finger on sometimes when you got it, you know, right, you got yeah. it when you don't, you know, you don't like it is huge. And we've, we've got some good character kids in there, some good character men. I call them young men. We mm-hmm. like try to call them men that really are, are good people first and foremost. And, and honestly, that's what we want. We yeah. want good people first and foremost. And, and we've got that. We've got that culture kind of instilled in there. And, and it's it's huge. It's huge to why we've made a turnaround. Here. Like a guy like Nate Corbet screams that exact definition of what you're talking yeah, about. For sure. Unbelievable guy. Like unbelievable culture guy. He works he works so hard uh, every day at practice and, and on and off the ice. And at practice, you know, he might be a, a thorn in the side of some guys and irritate him because he's going so hard. But that's yeah. what we want. We we talk about iron sharpens iron. Like yep. we talk about that, and we really, really believe in that. Um, when the penalty kill is going against the power play in practice, the penalty kill is not going as hard as they can. They're doing a disservice to the power play. The power play is mad. Yep. Like we want, and it, and that's just part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Like nothing else. When I first got here, some guys weren't bought in. Like I, I didn't think we practiced hard enough, but I think we practice hard now. but to like, be fair that was yeah. signaled you you saw some pieces that were there you know your first year yeah. 11 win season yeah. that weren't there the second year yeah, yeah. like it, it was sure. it was yeah. pretty obvious yeah. that there was yeah. something that needed to be yeah. set there sure. right yeah. Yeah. was yeah. that one of the main reasons the, the whole culture of this year and the fact that everyone was going hard that the tigers didn't really do much at the deadline not that you guys had to anyways the asking price for some of these guys was a little ridiculous yeah. but it always is <laughs> always is yeah. but i mean you look at that roster from top to bottom I don't know what you'd move. I don't know what you'd enhance. It seems like because everyone's all in that you just keep the guys that you have. I think, and I mean, I'm by, I think more than any other team, we value the guys we got. Mm-hmm. Like we value our players. We don't, we don't draft players to trade them. We mm-hmm. want to develop tigers and we want you to be a tiger for life. Like we want guys who bleed orange. Like 
I think that's an advantage we have on other teams. That mm-hmm. when you're part of this team, you're part of this team, you're a family. Like it says in our dressing room, we're a family. And we, we don't just say it, we believe it. Like, so I, I think that's part of the reason why we, uh, sure, we want our team to be the best we can be in it, but it's got to be the right move. It's got to make sense. We're not going to give up on a guy we believe in just because, like, we, we think we can do it with the guys we got. I think it's a true testament to that we do believe in the guys we got. And I think they've shown now, like, we didn't make the big moves, but we've beat teams that have made the big moves yeah. now and, and done it with the, done it with guys who are drafted by us. Who, who And, and I, I can't understand. Like, I think that builds a closeness and a unity that these other teams maybe are lacking. So. Yeah, I don't know if – like, it, it's got to be hard with this question that I'll kind of phrase as when you look, you know, in Tiger's history and, like, we fondly remember Brett Schaffelmeyer and Brian Holwig, Ben Thompson – those area of guys are you able to kind of take like a bird's eye view of the group that you have now and say like you can kind of see some of that happening like oasis weisblatt to to ben thompson or ryan holwig just stands out and what guys like gavin mckenna are obviously doing like we probably don't talk about gavin mckenna enough on this considering how incredible he is but thankfully for tigers fans there's a couple years but you know (laughs) what i mean like there's there's so many guys it feels like that the next generation of of young tigers fans are looking at saying like those are their Shufflemeyers, Bowmeisters, and and Thompsons. Yeah, I, I feel it's a. I mean, the league's changed for sure. It has, and it seems. I don't know if it seems like you have to load up to make a run. I guess I, I'm not sure, but uh, it is very similar. We we have got some, some uh, pieces right now where it is very similar to the 2004 team. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to make that compare. I, I guess if I could compare it, I will, but. That 2014, we didn't make one trade and won the championship. Mm-hmm. Like that's unheard of. Yeah. Like we're and you know maybe we'll have to make some moves. I don't know. We'll see when we get there. But I think we can win it this year. Like with not like I really do. I really believe. Especially that you still have guys that are you know listed that are coming. Yes. Yeah. Like I really believe we. I haven't seen anybody who I'm deathly afraid of. Like no. there's some good teams, and I, I'm not saying I don't have respect for the top teams. I do. But I think we can compete with them, and it's very similar. We never made any moves. We've we've got these guys. We've got these guys in place. But also early in the year, when there was that track meet in Swift, it was what three, four, nothing. Yeah, you weren't uh, concerned. I, I, you weren't bothered. Uh, and and I, <laughs> it's, it's I, kind I, of insane. That, I guess I've listened to every podcast, so I've heard you bring that up before. But yeah, but it's an uh, impressive I, I, thing. And I don't. I I honestly wasn't, and maybe I shouldn't have said that at the time. But, <laughs> but it, it, I just. At that it, time, I just felt like we could score, and I really wasn't. It's proven there to be are right. Times, there, are, and you know, and I said at that time, and, and I think we've we've grown since that point. Like yeah. I really do. I don't think we we've we've got stung a few times where we sure. thought we could come back and we yeah. didn't, and we've learned from that, right? Yeah. But at that point in that game, the way that game was going, the way Swift played, I really did think uh, I wasn't too worried. I thought we were going to come back yeah. in that game, and there have been times. You know, as you're on the bench, you get a feeling on the mm-hmm. bench how things are going at times. Maybe another game, I don't feel that way, but that game, I did. So, well, I'm glad you did because yeah. it created fun for Jesse and I <laughs> in Swift on Fireball Friday. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah, you made yeah, a guy yeah, very yeah. upset. Just uh, know that. Uh, you but watch uh, out in Swift. Dude. I mean, you're right though that this team can score at any time. We saw that Moose Jaw last weekend, yeah. Yeah. right? Like you're down. Yeah. Uh, four three with uh, twenty two yeah. seconds left, yeah. and Basher just goes in there, cross size sure. pass. For sure, uh, we don't. I mean, we do, but for us to grow as a team, we can't rely on that. We we and we really do preach that good offense comes from good defense, and I, and I really think the guys see that now, and that's kind of been our message all year long. And um, I, like I think we've got to get that through. We can't we can't 
rely on winning a track meet in playoffs, yeah. right? Like, and I think we are getting better defensively. I think the di- the difference in the game Friday to Saturday against Moose Jaw was our defensive play, yeah, and just dialing in. And that's we still are a young squad, so sometimes, like you said, the consistency is an issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that day got away from us. And you talk about repeating things through the year. That's kind of the time where we had to remind the guys again, okay, guys, this is what we do. This is how we play defensively. It's going to lead to good offense. And it was good to see when the guys respond to what the message we've sent in on Saturday they did. So it was a good Is outcome. it a weird feeling on, like, say that game from Saturday when you're comparing it to just a night prior, same team, and, and like, the second and the third period on Saturday at home, there was a combined eight shots for the Tigers, yet it felt like you guys got better that night from the night before. <laughs> yeah. But, like, maybe maybe it doesn't show on, on stats and, and you're not seeing as many shots go go to the net but it felt like the game was a lot better is, is that a weird kind of it, thing it to is try and... um like we, we are a shot volume team i've heard you talk about we are like we like to get pucks to the net we like to funnel pucks to the net um it shots are are a good indicator of how the play is going for sure they're not everything though yep. they're not, and uh I guess I don't know if I say it on there or not, but sometimes I think they miss some shots at the Canal Stadium. Yeah, you, you might be right. <laughs> I'm not gonna you lie. Might be right. You, you um, might be right. Time, but uh, well, we don't want to inflate the other team's yeah, goaltender numbers. Yeah, yeah that's what it but, is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is an indicator. I, I, it's the eye test, like you said. Sometimes the analytics are good. Yeah. But analytics are just and shots are the original analytic, right? So I mean, it'll give you a little bit of an idea. But the eye test is a thing, and and I did think we played well. We played our game. We didn't. Give them many chances, no. which was key. Which was key. Like it really, it really felt. It was just so strange. It was like after the second period, there was all two shots. And it was yeah. like, I, I, it didn't I, feel it, that it, way because it, it, it really didn't. Uh, I think we had a couple kills in there, maybe, but it didn't mm-hmm. feel like we had. It felt like we had more chances than that. I'm also, I'm of the understanding that you don't like to brag, but uh, <laughs> the hell has happened to this penalty kill, Josh? Because this penalty kill has really turned a corner. Is it is it as simple as just like age? Is 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 that too easy just to say guys are a year older? Uh, no, I th- I think that's a huge part of it. Like it really is. Um, I think uh, we've got some really really good players. That, that like you've I, we've talked about this before, I guess. But the three twenty year olds on defense and and Josh Van Mulligan on defense are all really exceptional penalty yeah. killers. Uh, and even Reed when he gets in has done a really good job. Um, it's it's the maturity of the players for sure that that's helped. Uh, the goaltending has been a huge part of that. Um, the fam- familiarity with the structure, we we started it last year, um, so the, the guys are pretty comfortable with it. They know what they want. Uh, we, like again, we will fine tune the details at times, and we need reminders on the details. And it is very detail orientated. Um, but yeah, they the guys have done an excellent job. They've taken the guys who are on have taken ownership of it. They they've. Uh, uh, I guess led by a lot of a lot of guys uh, yeah. really have done a really good job. That's their kill. They've done it and they've taken pride in it. So I, I'm really uh, happy where they're at. And I'm proud of the guys who are on it, what they've done. Um, but that being said, we've still got a lot of hockey left here. So um, yeah, we, we've still got to be good at game in game out. So. Like it feels like this, you can roll over every defenseman that can, can play on the kill. There's three sets of forwards that can roll in. Um, Two players I wanted to ask about, just specifically on the, I guess yeah, specifically on the penalty killers. Do it, Drew Krebs feels like his physical end of play is just taking a massive jump, and you notice that at least yeah. it feels like I noticed that yeah. more this season. Yeah. And I also saw Gavin McKenna on a couple penalty kills. Is that just something to to mix him into, give him more 
uh, of, of like an expanded role. So just on Krebs and, and Gavin. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll start with Krebsy. So uh, Krebsy does has a lot of great habits that lead to him being a great penalty killer. His stick is great. He he, he uh, plays the body well. He's been more physical. He he, he does he goes. Like he's uh, blowing some kids up on the blue lines. I'm he, just like. Whew. He is. Excuse me. I know. I get emotional thinking of Drew, too. I know. Yeah. He, uh, he, he really goes uh, position before possession is yeah. a good, good thing he does in getting, and it's huge on the penalty kill. Um, he's one of the better net front D in our system. He, his anticipation in, 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 the, in, the, in the zone is really, really good. Mm-hmm. That leads him to being an elite penalty killer. He jumps his skating ability, helps him jump on our, on our, uh, on our triggers. Uh, he does a lot of good things, and he's, he's dialed in. Like, you he want like the guys like I said they've taken pride in the kill and mm-hmm. they want to be a good kill so it's it's been good. Was and that then, one of the main things you guys wanted to work on this year or as the year went? Was that penalty kill? Um, I, well, I'm always working on the penalty <laughs> kill. So, like, <laughs> well, it's going I'm, well. I'm constantly watching. So even video if it's going well kills. and you're happy, there's still things that. Oh, for sure. Like I'm always watching. There's a couple teams I I I uh, that do the same things we do in the NHL that I'm always watching their video. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes being number one. Uh, that's it's right. a good team to model. Yeah, after. that's yeah. what I model. And they they started out really slow this year, uh, but they're back up to the top again yeah. in the kill. Um, uh, Colorado. So. Uh, LA or some teams like I watch ton of penalty kill NHL penalty kill and seeing, seeing where there's things I can pick up things we can prove yeah improve if we can add another level to our kill I think we've added things at times that have helped us I'm always trying to add a new thing here and there um but yeah it's it's been it's it's been uh it's fun. I, I, I love watching penalty kill. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many people tell you that, but that's guy. one of my yeah. favorite things to do. So I feel yeah. like as, as much fun as you have in an 8-7 uh, game, you also just love the one nothing structure battle. Yeah, I do love it. <laughs> you know, I love offense, too. Because I mean, I'm on the forward side of the, of the bench, yep. too. So, I mean, I love offense as well. And, and I lo- like I said to Gavin practice today, I'm like, I don't like my favorite thing to do is watch you guys score goals. And yeah, practice. true. Like, but when I'm on the def- on the on the penalty kill side, it's the other way. So okay, so selfishly, I'm coming back to it. How did Gavin end up uh, on a couple okay. penalty kills? Uh, you know what it is is um, we've we've got our guys who've done an excellent job on the kill this year, and and they're pretty not they're not solidified. There's guys, you know, some guys have gone out, other guys have had to go, on, go yep. in, and they've done a really good good job jumping in. It's I I want you know we've got to have a few guys deep. In case guys go out, you need sure. another guy to go in. So, Gavin practice. He's he's such a smart player. Mm-hmm. Like he he picks up the structure very quickly. And he and he in practice, I'm like, get in there, get in there. You know. So he's got in there and he's done really well in practice. And I tell the guys, if you want to get in in the game, you've got to you've got to go hard in practice. Like guys are blocking shots, they're clearing pucks. Like there's no half-assing it out in practice. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you want a shot in, you've got to go hard in practice. And he's been really good in practice, so I thought he earned a, 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 an opportunity to try it out in the game. For sure. I don't know if he'll get a lot of time on the, it doesn't on hurt. the kill. But once in a while, I mean, we look into next year and years forward, I, we've got to develop some guys coming up too, so so we've got to get some guys. Yeah, in, and so. I, I, I mean, Moose Jaw, you just saw as a prime example, like it doesn't matter where you're at on the depth chart, anyone can kill penalties, right? Like Braden Yeager and Jagger Furkus are killing yeah. penalties. Yeah. And it goes down to like guys like Lakovich, so yeah. um, anyone can. Yeah. With with Gavin, just you, you kind of touched on, you know, how quick he picks things up. Yeah. Is that maybe like one of the more impressive parts of just who Gavin McKenna is yeah. that that you've noticed is is just how smart he is? Probably. I mean, as as many things that can impress like you. Like he can do Gavin, a lot. Oh, right? can, like so many things can impress you with him. But you're right. Probably the number one thing that impresses me is his hockey smarts. For sure, his vision and hockey smarts are elite. Um, 
Not everybody has that. Lots of guys <laughs> have the skills. Yeah. Not a lot of guys can put it together. He can put it all together. And he takes coaching while you, t- if you tell him something, he picks it up right away. Like nice. his hockey IQ is through the roof. And I think that's what really makes him special. That's awesome. Yeah. What's it been like for uh, all the guys that are getting a little bit of attention right now? I mean, you got the Kane Lindstrom who's been in a lot of people's top five, top 10 for the, for the draft coming up. Uh, Andrew Bash has been talked about. Gavin has been talked about. Uh, what's it like just for them having to still play their game, but in the back of their mind, they're getting all of, you know, the hearsay about them, all the attention. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, that, that's, that is for young men. That's some difficult they got to deal with. I mean, I, I think what helps them, and and I really think team success leads to individual success. And I think that's why we've had so many guys getting mentioned, getting getting looks. Um, I think it's a little bit easier not to focus on you're in the draft if you're thinking, well, what are we going to do as a team? If you yeah. put that first, and you're thinking about that first, and I think we have a lot of unselfish guys who are thinking about the team first. So I, I, I mean, you'd have to ask them personally probably that question how it's affecting them. But I, 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 t- I touch base them once in a while and ask them how are things going. Yeah. And they don't seem to be too affected by it. They, you know, uh, talking to Lindstrom, I asked him, he's like, I don't even think about it. No, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it or not. But he tells me he doesn't even think about it. Um, you just got to go and play. You can't worry about that stuff too much. Yeah. You guys let your play talk and live, it, live in the now, live in the present. And it's cliche, but, like, that's why every practice we try to have is, the best practice we can every practice get better a little bit every day i want to i'm going to ask it on jesse's behalf because if you've listened you know his favorite player on planet earth is hayden harsani right now <laughs> harsani is uh, very good yeah you're yeah. a big fan yeah, I, I enjoy watching uh, him play i would yeah. you're gonna get a harsani yeah. jersey i would imagine that you he, he might be up there for you too josh like he's killing penalties he's part of your forward group so you're getting a lot of hayden harsani uh what's the kind of first year been like for him you know not just on the ice we see how he's doing there but off the ice as well how are things going with hayden um, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed with, uh, Hayden's development right now. I, you know, watching him in Bantam Scott, like I loved how he played he, his habits, his habits are really, really good. He sports the puck. Well, um, his, his defense, like that's probably the number one thing that impressed me with Hayden, not to mention you throw in a huge dose of speed. Um, and it feels like he's gotten quicker already this he year. He has gotten yeah. quicker. Like okay. he, he is a fast player. Like he's he's really starting to show it now. He's got some confidence now. It t- it takes guys a little while. It, t- it takes guys a little while to get adjusted to the league and what you got to do. For sure. Everybody knows, okay, coming on, it's going to be hard. I got to work hard, but they don't quite understand how hard you got to work mm-hmm. and what it takes. And he's seen that now. <laughs> and and I've talked about it with Gino before. Like on the four check, he's maybe not lighting guys up, and but he never loses his man. Mm-hmm. He's stick on puck all the time. Um, his habits are great. And, and yeah, I'm a huge Shane Harsani <laughs> fan too. Um, he's just got to continue to develop. He's got to continue to get stronger. Um, and I think he will. He's got to continue to get faster. Um, all those things he's going to do because his work ethic is great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with where he's at. So. And, and another guy to watch out for is yeah. uh, St. Martin. I mean, that guy <laughs> obviously sure. getting fast. And yeah. it just seems like ever since – and it might have been before, but once we lost Caden for a little bit, it seems like St. Martin was the guy who's like, you know, I'm going to step up for a little bit. And seems he's almost averaging, I think, a goal a game, it almost <laughs> yeah. seems like. Lately. Like, uh, he's been really good. His his speed is elite. Uh, they, they, you can't. Not everybody's got that. I mean, you probably can teach it. I think his mom taught it to him because she's a great, great yeah, figure skating true. coach. But, but uh He's got another level. That's a huge thing. He's got his his hockey smart since he came in at sixteen, played a few games, he has has grown. But I I don't think you'll see any like he's a professional right now. Like he really really is. He's such a dedicated uh, athlete. 
human, like to everything he does, he's dedicated, he's focused. You really can't rattle him. Like he, he knows where he wants to go and he's going to get there. Yeah. Um, if I was an NHL team, I'd give him a shot every day of the week because he, he's got, he's got to get stronger. He's got to get a little bigger. Like we've all got things we got to work on. He understands that he works on it. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's a, he's a real he's a special kid, and I, I I'm really impressed with where he is, and he, he's just got to keep getting better. Yeah, he so. seems super self aware. Like he, he I, I remember we had that conversation in the post game about him doing doing some schoolwork off the side, and just like super aware of of the opportunities available to him now, and planning for the future, yeah. and having yeah. ideas. Like just really really smart. Um, I don't have too many more, but it, it, is this kind of like for you now back third year with the team? Is it kind of like just bringing up the the old vibes from when you played major junior and when you get to go on the bus again and you know you get to get to maybe see some some the road trips might some, be a little bit different yeah, now some, some uh, road trips might be a little bit different but you know just bringing up some old memories from from when you stop into whether it's Moose Jaw or uh, even or, like old barns right because yeah, you used to yeah. play in Swift so I mean being in that arena again that rink Fireball now, Friday yeah Fireball yeah. Friday now you're wearing the still suit on then yeah yeah it's uh. For sure. I mean, it's, I wasn't, in all honesty, I wasn't sure how I'd uh, handle riding the bus again, but, <laughs> but it's, it's not bad. Like you, honestly, most of the time we're doing video, we're looking pre-scouting games, doing whatever, or we're so tired, we're, we're sleeping. So, um, it's not bad. Uh, there's no movies on the bus anymore. That's one thing that's Top. changed. Uh, Top. Not sure what the guys. I'm not sure what they do. I think they're on their phones or tablets. Or okay, whatever, so hold, I don't mean to interrupt. Have yeah. you? Like, do you know what Spotify is then? Because apparently oh, yeah, Joe I, just I had Spotify, to learn that yeah. not no, long no, ago. No, no, I got Spotify. I'm, I'm a okay. huge podcast guy. Okay. Being when I were when I was on the ranch, I would feeding cows all day. I listen to podcasts. Okay, all day. that's why I listen to you guys all the time. So, <laughs> Not yeah. much else yeah. out there. Yeah, I so, get it. I just yeah. didn't know because Joe Frazier just recently had to yeah. learn. So he I was like, got it. but I actually my my daughter bugs me about it all the time. I am too cheap to pay, do the paid one though. I, the I, paid Spotify. Yeah, it's the, a joke. What's the yeah, don't, 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 I don't care what little you can them regardless. Yeah. Anyway. By the way, make sure you subscribe yeah. to Tigers Uncaged on yeah. on Spotify and every other podcast platform. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good little plug for yeah, yeah. subscriptions. I would say we're ad free, but we're about to play Wind Supply. We do ads. not. Yeah, ha- we do have ads. Yeah, we do have we, ads. Yeah, we, we don't mind that. We don't mind yeah, yeah. ads. Yeah. No, we love Wind Supply. We love our ads. Yeah, Wind Supply Wood. Shout out to Wind Supply Wood. Okay, my last question. This will be it for me. The guys look like they're having fun. They they're having a good time. I'd imagine. Like on the ice when they're scoring goals, they're flying around celebrating. It looks like they're having a good time. I mean, you time. can't tell, but I think even Willie might be having a little bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, Willie. you're getting fist bumps from I'm Willie now. I'm getting fist bumps so from like, Willie now. That's huge. You, you know, winning's fun. Like winning, winning is fun. Winning's fun, and you know, I, it's a grind. Like it, it's it is a grind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's a lot harder things you could be doing in life. It, don't get me wrong; it's not that hard of a grind, but it is a grind if you want to be good. And you've got to love that. You've got to find a way to enjoy that, yeah. right? And I think the guys have found a way. They're really even off the ice, doing their workouts on the ice, like that hard work, like that's what leaves them satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like leaving it on the table, working hard, and I, I think we are having fun. Like, looks like I, it. I, yeah, I know I'm having fun. I, I think we are having fun, and it all stems from that work ethic. I think so. for sure. Yeah. Is it hard to to keep your emotions intact behind the bench? Like, it, like a, a big win. You ever just want to like pull someone over? I yeah, mean, absolutely. A big win. You guys are very stone faced, and then you turn that corner. I remember it was a crazy comeback. Might have been that Edmonton game. Willie turns, and I was like, "Here we go!" And Willie goes, "Yeah, that was a good win." And it just keeps walking. 
But I just know that he inside, he's got to be just like, hell yeah. Yeah, or, you know, sometimes there's just other, like, you're just on the bench, you're in the heat of the moment, some other coaches are just dumb. and they just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fuck. You want to say something? <laughs> that hasn't happened that? before, no. but, like, I would imagine, like, uh, if that were to ever happen, that'd be kind of fun. It'd be know? hard uh, to keep uh, your emotions uh, in check, just right? Just over the benches. Hell yeah. Uh, I, it's I, all theoretical, you know, Josh. Yeah. For me, I have to, like, I think I've done a pretty good job. When I played, I was a pretty emotional player. Um had a little bit of a temper, so uh, as a coach, I kind of try to keep that in check. It will come out once in a while, very rarely, but I think I have to try to be on an even keel. Um, if you yell all the time or, you know, it, kids are going to tune you out, right? So yeah. you, ha- you have to be aware of when you're going to ramp it up a little bit. But uh, that is one thing I'm very aware of. I try not to get my emotions too high or emotions too low. Um, I but if you only get revved every once in a while, it means more, right? That's true. Like, it probably when, does, and it, yeah, and it, it does have. I'm not saying I'm perfect. It only happens once in a while, um, and it has to. But, I mean, there's Willie is emotional, too. He, he, You know, I've learned a lot from Willie, and I'm, I'm very thankful to Willie for giving me this opportunity. I've learned so much from him and Joe mm-hmm. uh, doing this job, and, and it's I'm just grateful to be how he How he handles himself off the ice, what kind of a human being he is. Um, that's it's it's been so huge for me in my development as a coach and as a person for so, sure yeah well you guys look like you're having fun gino yeah. handed me a note which yeah. i already knew this but your boxing background because <laughs> i saw a video of you hitting the bag which has inspired me yeah you are now hitting the i'm bag. now hitting the Not bag yes at the, at the old big marb yeah so, i hit a different bag oh you do yeah oh, okay <laughs> Yeah, but, completely different. But, yeah. But, yeah. Don't worry about what it is. Yeah. Now this podcast has that little E beside no, it. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? But you, you mean? were, like, how far did you take the, the boxing? Um. Well, I I, uh, I was Golden Gloves champion. I, 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 bought, I started when I was young. My dad was a boxer, and he taught me how to box ever since I could walk pretty yeah. much. Uh, and then I was, pro- I think I was probably about 14. I started going down to the Mass Nat Boxing Club, and, and I had a few fights. And I... It was really one of my true loves, honestly. Like, I really, really love boxing. It was probably neck and neck with hockey. Um, I probably could have went either way. It was probably a little safer to go hockey. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> well, marginally, I don't know. I don't know. What, yeah. I, honestly, not it's what close. I was doing. Not what I was doing. But anyway, <laughs> either way, um, I thought maybe I had more of a future uh, in a, as, as a pro in hockey, probably. Boxing's a hard road to be a professional yeah, champion. Right. Like, that's a really, really tough goal. Um, but anyways, I, I would I would have fights. It was hard for me to get fights during the year because – the seasons pretty much overlap, so I'd get a couple fights at the end of the year here and yeah. there, and then uh, I'd come like I had a love for it, so I would quit for a little while. I'd always come back, and then I think when I was twenty-eight was my last fight. Um, I came back and I fought overseas in England. Uh, came back, I was going to go a little bit harder. I broke my wrist. I got bucked off worse, broke both my wrists, and then. It's such hard work. I just kind of never got back into yeah. it, and then that's kind of where it ended. But I, I do love boxing. It's a great sport. I think every person should try a little bit of it. I think it's a great character builder. Um, I don't think you have to fight or whatever. I don't think you have to fight, but it's good to train. Yeah. I got to say, it's one of the best workouts. For I, sure. I, I, it's, fun. Good. it's fun while you're working yeah. out, right? Because so. I got uh, a little boxing app, and I'll go six rounds, three minutes, minute break. You're feeling and good. And it is that's, one of the that's best That's good workouts. stamina, absolutely. Yeah. Like my, my old coach, uh, Evan Nyman, used to say the average guy in the street can't go around. So it's good. You're going six. You're yeah, doing yeah, good, yeah. Jesse. Out of six at three. Yeah. When yeah. you were overseas, did you fight someone from England when you were overseas? Yeah, yeah. I oh, that's man. tough. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're they, on the, they were good. On yeah, the road. Yeah, 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 it was tough. Well, they'll yeah. fight you and then have a drink with you after. Yeah, well, they probably <laughs> yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple. Yeah, probably a couple. A couple uh, pints, uh, huh? Hey, man, we, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. We, we bugged you for 40 minutes. All right, well, thank, I, thank you guys. I just want to say you guys have done an excellent job. It's an honor to be on here. And the positivity you guys show towards the team, um, you know, sometimes we're not playing great. And, and you guys got to call us out on that for sure. But, like, I think you guys are huge supporters of the team. Uh, native mess and hatters like i know you guys love the team and and, yeah. I, and it comes out in the podcast and i'm just really proud of what you guys have done for the team and keep up the good work more hockey talk on the way let's go boys it's tigers uncaged powered by windsor plywood the experts you need to know when it comes to building or renovating windsor plywood can put you on the power play their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends Windsor Plywood. Uh, incredible, incredible conversation. Assistant coach Josh Mazer, first time on the podcast. Great interview. Yeah, it was good. It was really nice. He, he brought a book and everything, and then he didn't even need the he book. He didn't even need it. I, think, uh, I don't know notes. if the players or the coaches feel a little uh, intimidated by coming on with us. But well, it's just it's a different world, right? And it's a different environment, but... I mean, we're used to it in here, but if I had to go and... That's true. If I had to go run a practice. Yeah, r- or lace them up in the room, I'd yeah. be feeling pretty out of place, too. But it's odd, because like, they, they kind of wanted to know what we're going to talk about. We really have no idea. No. That's no. the brilliance of this. I love just going in there and, and kind of dissecting the games mm-hmm. and, and what's upcoming. Mm-hmm. Because well, listen, you don't want to look fans. too far ahead. No, we love, we love this team. We're getting behind this team. It's true, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's really cool to see, especially when uh, new people from the team come on here. Sure, yeah. It's, it's good. I love it. <laughs> I know you're very sentimental about well, the yeah. whole deal. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it was a nice conversation, something that uh, we were looking forward to, to doing down the road as well, which is lovely and perfect. Um, and, and now kind of gets set for a tough weekend. Won't be won't be easy this evening or on this Friday, I suppose, uh, in Saskatoon. And then. You have to follow it up with a good one against PA. You never and know what you're going to get with PA, like we talked about. They're, they're kind of they're, – they're a decent team. They're a really good team. It's just who they're up against in their division. Yeah. Yeah, they have a tough division. Yeah. Really not easy, right? When you but, are playing Saskatoon and Moose Jaw constantly, uh, Brandon is never an easy place to go play in. No. So it's – like I, I wonder if they were in, say, the Tigers division, how that changes their team outlook. For this True. season, at least. Because, uh, I mean, just the two divisions, one's tougher than the other, I think, on, on the top end. And I don't think that's all that hot of a take. So, it, it'll be be tough test regardless. I know that Red Deer had a difficult time in, in PA. And you, you get similar games from Saskatoon to Prince Albert. Like, they're going to play you, I would imagine, fairly similar. It's just the depth and the firepower is obviously a lot heavier 
uh, in Saskatoon. So, Well, we appreciate you listening to the podcast next week. I can't wait. We will uh, divulge in how the Tigers did mm. this weekend. You can listen to those games, wild945.ca. Gino will have the call on your Friday Gino. Next home game's what? I think Regina. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday in Regina. Tuesday against Regina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the co-op place. So will you, you get- be there? Who knows? That's true. I might be having a baby by then. <laughs> I might not be there. So, but hopefully well, we you could can FaceTime there. you in, and you could game host from from the the comfy dad Don't chairs. Don't throw that out there because be you funny. know that I would do it. Yeah, you could just like, we'll have you on FaceTime. The camera will zoom in on the phone, and, and then you could just like do your little pro. They'll email you the, all the promo runs, and you can just do Wouldn't all that. The hospital love that if I'm sitting there just screaming through my phone. Yeah, it'd be fine. You'll yeah. be in the dad room. Yeah, no, they're they're used to screaming yeah, in that's, that old That's city. right. So. You can just go in with the babies. It fit right in. Just scream. <laughs> Tix.ca if you want to get your tickets for Tuesday's game against the Regina Pats. As always, we appreciate you for listening. And go, Tigers, go. Thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. New episodes come out every Friday. Get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcasts. Tigers Uncaged.